0: This podcast is presented by Knife Bridge Jacksonville. My name is Doug Bryant Jr. And I'm Darryl Thorpe Jr. And this is the Get Your Act Together podcast, presented by Knife Bridge Jacksonville. Welcome
1: everybody to another episode of the Get Your Act Together podcast, presented by 9th Bridge We have an amazing guest here today. Um, This is something that this guest she's in a field where it really doesn't get talked about in the the local community, and that's the arts. Uh, We got musicians, actors, pianists. The the range is very wide, and today we want to get an opportunity to to Miss Tiffany Wright.
2: Hi, thank Welcome. you so much for having
1: me. Thank you for coming out
2: tonight. Really Appreciate
1: excited it. to be here. Appreciate it. So let's just, let's just jump right in. You you know you come from an art background. Yes. Music, acting, dancing, the, the, the whole now.
3: Yes.
1: Where did the love for performing arts come from?
3: Hmm.
2: Well, I would say the love actually came a little bit later but just to back up, it's something I've always naturally enjoyed and didn't really pay attention to the fact that I did enjoy it. It was just something to do after school. I was in the band. I always praise danced at church. Um, if there was a play, I would try to get involved in it. But I actually was known coming up, up before college as a more so... Nerd, you know, like I had the highest GPA leaving eighth grade. I was valedictorian of my high school, so people knew me more so for my brain, not for being doing the arts. But after school, I was always doing it. When college came, basically, my love for science was superseded by my love for the arts, and it was one of those things. Um On a spiritual level I would say God was letting me Run from it anymore And I had to pay attention To my love for it And do something about it Intentionally Not just Oh well There's something to do So I'll do it So My love definitely came During college
1: Oh college Okay Yes So during During the college days Um That's You know That's very interesting Out of that, that Because most of people In the Performing arts business They start like At toddlers
2: Absolutely You
1: know And um it's rare that you discover that, that niche in, in that college. So what focus right there. What was that college like with everything surrounding with education yes. and, you know, being young and, you know, finding yourself as a young woman yes. and then like it popped in your head like, you know what? This is something I wanna, you know, do with all the influences around you at the time.
2: Yes. Um, interestingly enough, I one of the campus jobs I had was working at the women's center as a victim advocate for oh. young ladies on campus that may have been sexually assaulted. And one of the ways that we educated the students on how to not put themselves at risk, like, you know, walking alone at night or mm-hmm. looking over your drink if you're out at a student function that has drinks, was um, through peer theater. It's um, oh. how we were peer educators. So we would do skits about a girl that... <laughs> Was, you know, sitting by herself in the dorm room. And I became an actress through my job wow. at the Women's Center. So and this I was counseling,
0: actually. Literally. We Literally would go to counseling. classrooms
2: and act out scenarios for people to avoid.
0: So you could say it's kind of like always all around you, no matter what you did. Yes. Man, cool. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That, <laughs> that therapy that someone's
1: receiving mm-hmm. that you're kind of like, you know, putting on this role for them and not you do it's like you're discovering yourself absolutely your passion and your purpose and plus you're helping somebody at the same time yes i never heard of that but that's that's pretty dope right yes and that's one
2: of the reasons why i love the arts because i do think it's therapeutic and something that is a way that people can receive a message about something that Mm -hmm. maybe just reading a book wouldn't get to them maybe just having a speaker wouldn't get to them but um the arts can sometimes penetrate in a way that other um forms of education can't it, so, it was not only pure theater, but also I was in a campus ministry, and we um, would do variety shows, and I ended up being over putting together the variety shows, and sometimes was asked to participate in the variety <laughs> shows, because I was a praise dancer, and so, again, I couldn't get away from good it, work, and yeah. if I started to embrace my gifts, I should say, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, bearing your talent is not a good thing, and so, I just, um, <laughs> I just embraced them, and The more I did it, the better I got, and the more people would ask me to do the talents, whether it was spoken word or singing in a choir. Mm -hmm. I did that in college, too, and um, ended up being over a praise dance ministry and learning. I had a gift for choreography as well, and um, so I was hooked. I was hooked. Wow. (laughs) On little
0: Debbie Island right Uh, (laughs) there.
2: Well, I wish. I wish. She's amazing.
0: (laughs) Just doing it all. And I was gonna go back to something you said earlier about being a nerd. I wouldn't say you were being a nerd. I would say you were focused. You know, because it's paying off now. I'll take it. Now, you I'll know, take it. <laughs> I was also in band too in eighth grade. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, Oh, you were. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just a hoopster. What no, is <laughs> that? the drums, drums oh, okay. and our bass drum.
2: Nice. Yeah, so I had little
0: rock band dreams back in the day. Yes. That, that was a long time ago. Well, I used, I, well since we're he speaking
1: our truths, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was a young rapper okay. at the time, you know, with, with the music and stuff. I still got friends to do uh, music and stuff too. That's so fine. I didn't in did, did a couple of producing and long, long time ago, though. Long time. Hey, I
2: was a kid, so, yeah. don't let me find out. So shout <laughs> out, you shout out, out to all our artists <laughs> out there, man.
0: We we love you guys. Man. Yes. Definitely. So you have all this gifted in you, you know, um, spiritual choreography, all this good stuff. Where do you get your inspiration from?
2: I would definitely say it comes from a few places. Uh, One of the bigger places would be my life experiences. Uh, My life has been, (laughs) like I should say, ain't been no crystal stair. But um, my life has been very tumultuous. It's been more bad times than good. But always stuff I could learn from and grow from. Sure. Uh Whether it was, you know, family issues, financial crisis, heartbreak, being downsized from jobs when you least expect it just all those things have happened but the arts was one of the ways that i was able to either express how i learned it Mm -hmm. or share with somebody else and say hey you're not the only one that has went through it so there's so many songs that would speak to what i was going through and when i would listen to them It would make me want to do choreography Or make me want to write a poem So that's the segue to say that music also is a huge inspiration Like I feel like all artists when they hear a song It inspires them in a different way Either it inspires them to write Or it inspires them to move Or it inspires them to choreograph Like when I hear music Like I just close my eyes and I can just see the movements in my head (laughs) Um, So music and then my faith I think the arts is a great way to tell of God's goodness, you know. Definitely. Um, Brings a song that's a scripture to life, brings a song to life. Yes. I just love um, worship arts. Yeah. So that was definitely a big inspiration too.
0: And you said something key in the whole story you just gave us, how you went through a lot of hardships, but yet you still kind of kept your faith. And you looked at it as like, well, this happened for a reason. Let me make the best out of it, yeah. and I think people need to hear that because a lot of times when people are going through things, they kind of just give in to what they're giving, you know, what they're going through, yeah. and they just kind of fold and, and give up and you know, kind of hit rock bottom without realizing mm-hmm. that number one, definitely God does help you out, yeah. Number two, everything happens for a reason. I, I truly believe that, but it's yes. it's to make you better so that way you can tell your own story to somebody else. Yes, you know, to inspire somebody else. Yeah, and you
1: and you also. um, I want to go back. I I know the you spoke on the hard times, the challenge, tough Mm -hmm. times. But when you say when you were saying that, I was just thinking in my head like every time you came out of it, Mm -hmm. the arts was always there. Yes, whether you said in song, the vision in the songs Mm -hmm. and writing, dancing. When you look back, and can you pinpoint like certain things happening that help you overcome or move forward? To the next thing, with related to just
2: the arts only? I think there's definitely some times that I could pinpoint. I could even go back to the 90s. Um, my stepdad's, which he had been in my life since like I was one, he passed away a couple months ago. But at that time, his mother had passed away, mm-hmm. and everybody responds differently to death yes. of someone close to them. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, it triggered in him a drug addiction. So the stepdad that I knew and loved, he changed a little bit. Yes. Caused us sometimes some of those hardships I was referring to. And I don't mind getting deep, so we can just mind well TV. No, that's deep, no, that's deep. real. <laughs> this is some <a> real,
1: that's <laughs> <a> real <laughs> podcast. Man. you you'd be surprised a lot of people listening to get inspiration.
2: I feel like you have to share it because yes, you share if, your if truth. If not, it was just all a waste yeah. to go through it. At least let somebody else get a blessing out of it. Yes. Then I feel a little bit yes. better about what you I went
3: through.
2: Exactly. <laughs> so um he was what's called a binge addict. These are people that can go years, months without it. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get a trigger and then they'll just like go for a weekend, and just smoke, smoke, smoke or drink, drink, drink. Right. And um, he was one of those. So he'd be clean, he'd be fine. And then one day he'd just be gone for a weekend. And um, he would come back, rent money spent, car notes spent, we got cars, we lost cars, we lost places to live. And um, it would just be really just, you know, at that time, I was in grade school, and it was really traumatic. Yeah. But I think to distract myself from the thoughts, I would listen to, y'all are gonna laugh, because I'm gonna sound really old, but um, Shirley Caesar was really hot back then.
3: Whatever um, yeah. John
2: P. Key. <laughs> John P.
3: Key. Yeah. Um,
2: even some early Kurt Franklin, BB and CC. So I would just replay it. I'm like fifth grade, fourth grade, just replaying the music, you know, crying while I listen to it singing the words that I felt like applied to my yeah, situation. Yeah, right. And so even now, like we said to pinpoint, I can hear those songs and it takes me right back, back to, that, to that. I was like, oh yeah, that song got me through that situation. That song got me through that situation. Like it's like um almost like a, like similar to muscle memory almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes. it's um, music memory. Yes, so yes. yeah. And I and it continued whenever I would go through something, you know, and then I would hear messages about, you know, encouraging yourself Worshiping in the bad times, and so I was like, Okay, well, either I'm gonna sit here and think about how painful this is, or I'm going to, or I'm gonna like listen to some music that reminds me, Okay, somebody else went through it because mm-hmm. they sung about it, so they, they gotta know what I'm talking about, yeah. and it would distract me. So it's always come back to the arts for me. Gotcha,
0: and that's a good segue to the next question. So basically, your life story consisted of you doing the arts, co- choreography singing, listening to music. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what your organization, Performing Arts Link Up, what is, what is that about?
2: My baby, my <laughs> passion project, sometimes my headache. If you're a small business owner, you know what I'm saying.
1: Or business owner, period. Yes, you're right.
2: So right. So Performing Arts Link Up, it's a network, and it's a promotion company for the performing arts scene locally. Um... It's the people that are not necessarily beginners, but they're not full-time with a talent agent or a full working actor, singer, dancer, comedian, poet, musician. But it's people that maybe have a day job. But when they get off of work, they're gigging. They're killing it. They're doing local plays. And that, that subgroup of performers is not always catered to. Because you're either A beginner Or you're famous But what's happening True. To yes. everybody That's in between mm. And so that's where We come in To promote them To create a network For them We use media Event production And marketing To connect Those artists To arts lovers And to connect Event producers To arts lovers And to artists That's dope
1: That's dope So in, your, in how, how long have you been uh, Doing
2: this? This is our fourth year
1: Fourth year Yes That's good So when did you discover, being from your background, mm-hmm. when did you discover it's like, i run running into so many people mm-hmm. and it's not in it. Like, when did you discover
3: that?
2: Um, it came from, I ended up segueing from doing only praise dancing to auditioning for local plays that were calling for dancers as well. Um, whether it was a musical or whether it was just a regular play, that they wanted to kind of incorporate dance in some way, mm-hmm. and so I started auditioning for just dance parts in plays, and so in that world, being in that world, let me say shout out to Mind Productions because there was a company that I still work with that um, they were the one of the first ones that pulled in all of that together, dancing, singing, oh, okay. um, and not just, you know, because you'll see like a play that's usually just singing. It'll be a gospel yeah. play or something like that. Yeah. And they'll have the acting and then they'll break out into a song randomly. But, um, <laughs> like a Disney
0: movie. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but there's some plays locally here where they would dance out into a dance. Right. I mean, break out into a dance. And so, When I would be around that group, we would post pictures from our plays or post pictures from rehearsals. Same thing would happen every time. People would um, post on my page and be like, oh, man, I had no idea there was stuff like that going on in Jacksonville. Or, oh, please let me know the next time because I've been looking for stuff like that. And I started to get a feeling that there were people that didn't necessarily always want to go to the club, you know, Mm -hmm. that they wanted a little bit of culture, but there was a disconnect between the people that were performing and the people that are into it. Because what was happening is that subgroup I was telling you about, local performers, rely more heavily on word of mouth, you know, passing out a flyer, to my show, or inviting their friends and family. But it was kind of um, leaving out, or isolated people that weren't a friend of a friend, yes. or didn't know somebody in the play, but they didn't care if they knew somebody, if there was a play they would want to go see it, mm-hmm. and I like, there has to be a way to you know, to be corny, link the people that are into the arts and the people that are putting on these shows because everything isn't going to be on the news everything isn't going to like and it's be in the newspaper or magazine so but it all deserves to be known about to me it does
1: and it's funny you you say that because as we walk like in our lives where the the arts are around us all the time we Mm -hmm. just don't notice like You know, you can go to the beach right now, somebody playing a guitar, Mm -hmm. and it's good. Yes. It it was like really good, and they got a hat, and they, you know, ask, you know, put money Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's like that network that you're, you know, you cater to. And and I understand, you know, I don't knock nobody. People got to do what they got to do to, you know, feed themselves and their families Mm -hmm. and whatever. So they'll pull out a guitar and, and whip it out in a minute. And then you got these karaoke bars and stuff. And you actually see, like, good talent there really good (laughs) but like you said it's not a the pool of the access yes so basically you're like a relationship access
2: (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. we like to call ourselves word of mouth on steroids (laughs) Um, but it's basically an exposure medium (laughs) So that at the very least, not only their friends and family know about them or have a chance to support them. Because what also I've noticed happens is people will come out of Jacksonville and we'll see them on TV or in a movie. Mm. And then it's like we're working backwards to support them. Because yes. we'll see them and we'll say, they're from Jacksonville? Yeah. What? I had no idea. But you better believe that person that's in that movie that was from Jacksonville was already performing oh, exactly. in Jacksonville. And we
1: see that. On, you you hit that I right on the, the it was I remember it was a guy. He was on... uh the Puff Daddy show back in the day mm-hmm. making a band and uh, he was from Jacksonville he was auditioning to you know, be a singer he was from Jacksonville and uh, a lot of people didn't know he was mm-hmm. from Jacksonville like, he was like oh yeah he went to Wilson High School yeah. I was like what like, and like you said we don't You know, as collectively we have to push our our local people up to the forefront
2: because we can love on them while they're in town on their way to that TV screen. If we had the chance, and sometimes people just don't know to support. Yeah,
1: you know that's how you get that the bad rap of oh my, you know I don't come out to my city to do shows Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because they feel like there wasn't no support
2: while they were here while they was grinding Mm -hmm. on the grind.
1: (laughs) It's good. So, um, how? With this performer, Austin, I know it's big. You, you come into a lot of people. Who helps you keep it going?
2: Oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> I do have a little mini staff. And I would be remiss if I didn't shout them out. Please, please
1: do. Um,
2: we have Shirley.
1: to the staff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Shirley Adonis. She's our virtual receptionist. Because um, we're mostly social media based. Mm-hmm. So if somebody calls with a general question, it goes to her phone. Her oh, Google cool. phone. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, we have Jen, Jennifer Wheat. She's an amazing comedian, one of the first people that ever said, Hey, I believe in what you're doing. Um, she is our host for any events we have, and she helps me host some of our blogs as well. And also, Jen is a very creative person. So, whenever we have an idea for a social media campaign or some type of creative concept, um, we consult her, you know, and she always. Just comes with the ideas. Um, Shanetta Flournoy, she does our research because, you know, we're a small business and a lot of things we're doing, we don't really have a business model for, you know, because It's a little bit of e-commerce because we have shirts. It's a little bit ad-based revenue because people run ads on our page to reach the arts demographic. Um, It's a little bit of marketing consultant because artists reach out to us for tips on how to put content out there to show, hey, I'm out here. I'm talented. So... Um, a lot of things we had to figure out, even like what to charge and things like that. If yeah, if yeah. you're a young business and you can't necessarily afford um, a business consultant or somebody to put all of those things into place, we have to do a lot of research mm-hmm. um, to figure out how it should be done, what's legal, you know. And so um, she helps us research that.
0: That's good that you have a dedicated resource for that too. Yeah, yes, yes. really good. So important. <laughs>
2: and even just like we don't know where all the dance studios are, but we want right. to tell all the dance studios join our directory. So she looks up where. All the dance studios are We have Tamika She helps with Like our marketing For instance If we see a play On Facebook mm-hmm. She'll reach out to them For us and say Hey We have resources To help you um, You know Get this play out there If you're looking for Actress for it If you need mm-hmm. help ad- Advertising your audition She reaches out to them On social media And email And we have Alton which you know Alton Terry I know too oh I know
3: Alton
1: (laughs) yes he makes his presence known I do I met him here in Jacksonville in Orlando yes Yes. I do know
0: Alton so Alton's my best friend I've been friends with him since like
2: 1999
0: shout out to Alton yeah Yeah, shout Um, out to Alton man in in Russia (laughs) Paris, right, he's uh, in Europe, Australia, right?
2: Germany, wherever you at, brother. <laughs>
1: Actually, he's in Rome about to film a movie. Okay, he Rome. Is. Yeah, yeah. So, Shout out to yes. Alton, man. Good dude right there, man. So he
2: helps... Um, <laughs> With a lot of time-consuming things, like our social media posting, you know, because as you guys know, it's good to consistently put content out of your yeah. page. is going to get off the um, newsfeed. And for those of you that don't know, uh, a lot of Facebook metrics are, the more you post on there, the more they will show you on people's newsfeed. So, if you don't post a lot, don't expect to get seen a lot. That's Facebook um, does what you tell it to do in a, in a lot of ways. So, yep. he...
1: That's free he, game. <laughs> yes, free game, right? There.
2: <laughs> so he helps us stay present on social media, and then um, this gentleman here, Chauncey, um, he is uh, our media assistant. Um, we're trying to get back more out in the community, okay. and so um, when we need to record or get sound bites or cover an event or get footage to show, hey, we're here, we're supporting, right. and get it out to our fan base so as far as how the event went. He covers it with me, so. Okay. That's the team that.
1: Well, helps. shout out to to your lovely <laughs> team. You got a ve- very well uh, diversified group. Need and I'm it. speaking for the bath, That's Now, <laughs> <great. laughs> <laughs> so um, you come you come in contact with a lot of folks. Where uh, what are some of the testimonies you hear from um certain artists? Testimonies. I love that you guys
2: called it testimonies Oh the biggest thing that we get from our artists is um, when we refer them we're not a talent agency so let's just get that out there mm-hmm. but we do provide referral services people will reach out to us and say hey I'm looking for dancers for this event you know we um, offer them to survey the directory mm-hmm. but also you know um, we will Say well if you send us the information We will email it out to our network So sometimes people On our network all they have to do is just Wait for an email to learn about an opportunity mm. And so they're just Artists are so passionate about Performing and mm. they just want Opportunities to do it yeah. You know, and so just to have like a consistent source, you know, they always say, you know, thank you. I've been missing the stage. And so because of this event you sent me, I'll have a chance to be back on the stage. So they love the referrals that we do. One testimony, a producer, um, Zarek Jones, shout out to Zarek.
3: Hello,
2: Zarek. Um, yeah. He has a play. I had a play called Will a Real Man Stand? And it was the weekend after Hurricane Matthew.
1: Hey, oh, this was recently. Oh, last
2: be. year, yeah. Mm-hmm. He got some flyers, hurt, planning to um, pass them out that weekend for Hurricane Matthew came. Um, he hit me up about, you know, well, we want to offset the fact that we won't be able to get out and pass out these 2,500 flyers we just got, you know. Yeah. Can we do something through your network? And since we are, um, our following is um, social media driven, we were able to put together a little promo oh, and right. run it through. Um, the hurricane up until the next weekend, it ended up getting like six thousand something views, which oh, you know, good. for a seven day spin, not bad, not bad. Not I bad was, <laughs> I was grateful, you know, because you know he's really good at what he does, but also we were able to capitalize a little bit on the hurricane because mm-hmm. people were just sitting home at social yeah. media because nothing they could do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so they were able to look at the video and get tickets, and you know he he did pretty well selling tickets, so cool. um, I'm just happy to be able to connect people to the people that want to
1: know how that right. make you feel inside like do you feel like you're doing um like i feel, me personally i feel like uh god put talents and passion in each and every one and when you find yours mm-hmm. the reason how you can tell it's your passion because the way it make you feel inside yes. whether you um like i work in the medical field okay. so i found out a long time ago you know that's my passion is mm-hmm. to serve others to help people to you know um Who's are sick, yeah, to, to aid them. So, you know, that's my passion. And, like, how did that make you feel when, you know, you you saw this brother going through a challenge mm-hmm. and then was able to deliver, you know, yes. whether it was small or big, mm-hmm. but able to deliver. Like, how did that really make you feel
2: inside? Um, of course, it humbled me because I know when you were a younger company, People don't really know. It's almost like a new restaurant. You know, you drive by it several times. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should check it out. I should check it out. And um, for people that are, you know... It's a a risk involved when you take a chance on a younger company. So anytime somebody doesn't mind, you know, aligning themselves with my brand, I always am humbled by that. Because, you know, they can go to somebody that's a little more known or to a a PR company that they feel like has more connects, but that they're able to see that we're doing something and that we're effective. I'm so humbled anytime anybody comes to us because they didn't have to um the other thing is i feel fulfilled Mm -hmm. because like our our um, foundation again going back to my faith um we feel like we're a version of how can they hear unless they have a preacher and how Mm -hmm. can they be a preacher unless he's sent and we feel like people have their gifts ultimately to bless others yeah but if they don't have an opportunity to share their gift, there's somebody out there that's waiting to get blessed that won't. So we feel like every time we advertise something, we're helping somebody share their gift, and we're helping somebody receive that <laughs> gift. Right. So whenever we're able to do something like that, we feel like, okay, we're fulfilling our purpose. We're fulfilling our purpose. Right. You know, Even if one person saw this that wouldn't have seen it if he just put it on his Facebook page, then we we're doing our jobs
0: so. Exactly. And through that whole thing you're talking about, you're uplifting, you're uplifting others. I know for our organization, what we're trying to do, we're young company too. We're trying to uplift uh, small black businesses, yes. but also people who just want to do better in life,
3: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and it takes a lot of um, sacrifice and I guess a lot of selflessness, Not, you know, not to uplift people. Yeah. So my question to you is how do you find, what value do you find in uplifting other people?
2: I find a lot of value because of how I value it for when I was uplifted by other people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a cycle. Just how I was saying those singers and dancers that I've seen that shared their gift and it helped me through hard times.
0: Exactly. I feel Mm -hmm. like
2: they passed the baton to me and that drives me, you know, to have my turn to say, okay, well, here's, you know, my piece of the pie that I can do my part. Because I do feel like it is an ongoing cycle and it can be a little selfish, Yes. If just like you know how we receive forgiveness from God, but we don't want to forgive. I couldn't have received all those blessings from people sharing their arts and then not help other people be able to do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, when I ever, whenever I get weary, which can be a lot, um, you know, because you're trying to balance life and balance a small business, and when I get tired, like even when we get done, I have to go edit Weekend and sixty tonight. I just think you know. Oh, this you know, is I, my I love that.
1: By the way, um, <gasps> oh,
3: you watch? Yeah, yeah I, I do watch.
1: I, I literally do watching this. You know, you do it weekly. Not, right? yeah. not weekly. to get off topic, but with that, but it's it's so much be going on. Yes, I like the fact that say if um a, a comedian in town or Kevin Hart mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like sixty hundred dollars for tickets, right? And say I say I'm not on a budget for that mm-hmm. comedy show. I can go locally. Mm-hmm. Don't cost as much for me and my wife to yeah. go out and actually have a good time. So I like the fact that it's a budget for everybody. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. do the headliners. You, we know those mm-hmm. arts and you know, artists are coming in to town. Mary J was just yeah. saying that like, we know they're coming in to town. But then if you look on the local count, like you said, weekend, sit, and sixty for the weekend mm-hmm. was coming up. Find out what's going on, and I would not find out what's going on without looking at because I'm they you know I'm, I'm not that. I don't come across that.
3: Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> so whoa. even
1: even if I don't even take like oh okay I keep that in my mind and then I might be like hey uh such and such having something at FSCJ you know a lot of people don't know they do shows there yeah a lot
3: of
2: people
1: mm-hmm. don't know they do shows there you know and that's you know probably like ten bucks or something mm-hmm. you know
2: so and that's exactly why we do we get in sixty because. Makes me pull up my hair. I'll be scrolling on my newsfeed. Man, ain't nothing to do with Jacksonville. Exactly. What's going on? Ain't yeah. nothing going on. And I'm like, but there is. You're so wrong. And, You're and so they,
1: wrong. And another thing I like about it is, um, I feel like uh, we talk about this all the time in our community, the black community is, uh, we don't get enough exposure to different things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know a lot of issues. If you if you if you uh, get exposed to different. Um, things your, your your mindset will change a little yeah. bit real. and um, I like the fact that those opportunities like you said well, just, oh it ain't nothing to do I don't want to go to the clubs I just sit at home or mm-hmm. whatever it's violence blah 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 but mm-hmm. then here you go check out the weekend it's like six seven shows going on yeah. uh, it might not what you used to but exactly. go check it out you know?
2: you, yeah. you, people would be pleasantly surprised they'll go and that is something that I battle with cause people have a perception you know like if I say it's a dance thing, I think it's going to be like weird or modern dance. You know, it could be some hip hop there, or yeah. just go, yeah. just get some culture. Hashtag it's, it's, get some culture. It's, 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 <laughs> hashtag get <use> some culture. <laughs> I like that. We are going to use that. Yeah. Hashtag get some culture.
0: But no, yeah. I think exposure is important because even for my kids, you know, like I try to expose them to many things so that when mm-hmm. they grow up, they can say I've experienced X, Y, Z. Yeah. And um, it, so important. It does change the perception of a person when they see the different arts that you're talking about mm-hmm. instead of. You know, have this pre- preconceived notion of oh, it's a dance thing; it's probably be yeah. boring. Yeah, go ahead and check it out. You know, so, so you probably tell see some them of again the
1: events, so. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We uh, we a big supporter. So, uh, can you explain the directory? Um, so it's like a it's like it seems like you do a lot of things, mm-hmm. and it's like different yes, little projects.
2: Definitely.
1: Um, so explain the, uh, the uh, director.
2: I would. You first of all, you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would say that is the the meat of it, the okay. bread and butter okay. um, of the Performing Arts Linkup, because that was the first. Thing we ever did, we added on things down the road as we saw a need. Yeah. Um, but that was the first thing we ever had. The directory, literally, I I call it the yellow pages of the local performing arts. Okay. Um, and it's funny because even in our promo, we kind of made a joke out of it. Well, if you're looking for a dancer, it's not like you can flip through the phone book and find one. So how do you find one? So the directory is just that um, people can, if they are um, looking for a dancer or a singer for a corporate event, wedding birthday party to take lessons from to invite to audition for something what have you they can scroll and go through the directory again we're not a talent agency so it's set up where they can network directly sure. they can message okay. them through the site and it'll go to the person's email on the so back the door.
1: artist so if somebody's looking for t- we'll break this down so yes. somebody looking for talent mm-hmm. or say somebody a band came in town mm-hmm. and they need a drummer right yeah so your directory have drummers who might be available? We have one.
2: So, drummers out there, if you want some free exposure, drummers. you need to join the directory because we only have one drummer in the directory. Yeah, okay. I do.
1: okay I, actually, I know another drummer. Uh, um, it ain't me. No, no, no. No, no, I know, I know another drummer. Matter of <laughs> fact, I, I passed the information along. So, um, drummer or somebody need a backup singer, mm-hmm. um, like said, a play, somebody, you know. I know play might be a little because the follow, but
0: last minute stuff can happen with that situation. Sure. Okay. So what's the criteria for somebody to get on to your directory?
2: The main criteria is that (laughs) they're honest.
0: Gotcha. Because
2: we don't um, like audition them as far as their talent level but we do allow them a space to mark if they are beginner, novice, pre-professional or professional. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to be good to be on it but If you mark that you're a professional, um, when people do the filter and they're only looking for professionals and they call upon you, they're going to find out if you're not one. (laughs) Some people do reach out to beginners because it's a kind of thing where they just need extras or something that all levels can do. So we don't want to disregard people that we call taking their first steps or their first link. You know, they just decided, you know. I really enjoy singing. I want to do something about it. What should I do next? We still say, hey, come on. Because everybody has to start somewhere. I'm
1: glad you say that because beginners, you know, they get afraid Absolutely. to step out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's open up. Like you said, you could be the most skillful in whatever you do, mm-hmm. whether singing, dancing, or uh, a musician. Mm-hmm. Also, you could be a bit. Uh, and I'm mm-hmm. glad you said there's, you know, there's people out there looking for yes. that. Yes. So for our beginners out there, you know, don't be afraid. You know, get in touch with her. Get in touch with the link up in the in the directory, and maybe you can get an opportunity.
2: Absolutely, and that was important for me to include because, like we said, I didn't start taking a serious look at the arts as far as me since when I was in college. So there was a lot of insecurity there because you know you have this image in your head of what a dancer looks like, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I have curves and I'm not a size two. And so you see in your head, this ballerina with a bun and she's very slim. And you think that's what I'm supposed to, supposed to look like. So I took my first ballet class at 23 mm-hmm. and, um, I was definitely not a size two, but I went in the class because it was my love, but I know it's not easy for everybody to do, but, you don't have to feel like it's too late. I was reading an article in a dance magazine one day. A lady um, was ballet dancing at 48. And she went on point, which is the toe, the, the toe shoes, yeah, yeah. the point shoes at 50.
1: The arc would yeah, look like Yeah.
2: <laughs> so wow. the arts, there is a spot for everybody. Um, there's always a place for you to dance or share your gift. More and God men. wouldn't give it to you if you there yeah, wasn't anywhere for you to share it.
1: Amen to that. Amen to right that.
0: And that's what I like about life is like, you know, it doesn't have like an age limit on it. It just takes a mindset and just the right motivation to do whatever you want to do, you know, whether it be dancing or, you know, playing the drums or whatever. You know, it's it's embedded in everybody to to utilize their gift that was given to them by God.
2: Yes. And people don't realize a lot of the CEOs now are in their prime, mm -hmm. you know. Are older, like, or didn't find that great invention or open that restaurant that ended up being an amazing chain. So they were, like, 50, 55, 60. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's not all these prodigies that have made their millions by the time they're 16, you know. Right. There's a lot of people that uh, they found their um, stride later in life. And it doesn't matter when you find your stride as long as you find it.
0: Cool, cool. So with that being said, um, what are some key events that you hosted in the past?
2: Ooh, events. The ones that
0: you're like super proud of. I'm sure you're proud of all of them. Well,
2: I would say well, I guess I'm proud of that one too. My first one was a 90s theme. I was proud of it because I'm really good at putting on events. Like I'm not an arrogant person, but that's one thing I know I do well. (laughs) What I'm not good at though is selling tickets. So I'll just be honest about that. But that first event, it was like the weekend of Florida Georgia games that was like A really bad idea So you know When you're planning Something everyone Is drop another nugget um, Do some research On what other events May be going on At that time Because you could be Putting a lot of time And money into it And shooting yourself In the foot at the same time So do your research The event I'm most proud of Would be the last one I did in February It was called Arts with a Heart And we basically Reached out to all of The um, disease awareness Organizations locally Cool and we invited them and people that either knew someone or had a, some type of um, disease to wear the color of the ribbon of the organization they were representing. And whichever color had the most representation, we gave a donation. It ended up being lupus that um, won. Um, I was really proud of that event because, you know, as a business owner, you kind of grow and evolve and take more risks. And I think I took that event more seriously because of the cause. And I hired a publicist. And yeah. um, I just did, I put a lot more energy and effort into it than I usually do. So um, I was proud. to I felt like it was, I was telling my step we did our first grown-up event. Because <laughs> all of our events before that were a little more chill, small-scale, just kind of, you know, thrown together. But this was like, like an official Anybody could walk in and say, hey, they're serious about what they're doing. And we had a, we had a great time. We uh-huh. had a really great time.
1: Today's podcast is sponsored by Ali Studio, the best photographer in town. He does weddings, birthday parties, graduations, headshots, and various other occasions. Contact Mr. Ali himself on Instagram at ali.studio. That's Mr. Ali.studio, L-A-L-E-E.studio
0: on Instagram.
2: That's
0: what's up. Yes, products. Cool. Speaking of your events, I know one year I saw where you actually, and I thought this was pretty cool. So you had a birthday party. (laughs) Yes. But you had vendors there. Yes. And once again, you were uplifting the vendors. How did that go? Because I thought that was an amazing concept.
2: That was so fun. So every couple of years, I get really extra with my birthday.
0: Okay. Um, You celebrate for the whole month. You, you
2: uh, I do just because people see, like it. I'm against
0: <laughs> that. I'm against <laughs>
1: that. Okay, I was just talking to my wife about that. What happened to your day? And then again for the weekend. I then have a good for answer week, for that it went though. To the month, I don't right? put on
2: events for the month, but I'm an introvert, so I do better with one-on-one relationships. Okay. So I do a lot of individual lunch dates throughout the month, like people that want to take me on a birthday lunch or a birthday dinner. Gotcha. And if they can't all get me on the week of my birthday, they'll get me other days in the month. I just okay. love okay. like hanging that's out. That's a different along. perspective. So, like
1: yeah. This. Free stuff the whole month. Basically, <laughs> that's what you, that's what you're basically trying to say. Spoil <laughs> me the whole month. I ain't coming out my.
2: To milk it. But yes, um, that event, um, the theme was like black girl magic because okay. I was coming out of another rough season and I just really wanted to embrace where I was and kind of all the uh, facets of me. You know, I'm a dancer, I'm a survivor, I'm a business owner, I'm a young black woman, and I'm a supporter. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like what better way to celebrate all of that mm-hmm. than invite all of my friends. Because I surround myself with like awesome risk taker, get messy, take chances, make mistakes, people like me. And so, um, shout out the Magic School Bus. And so, they all are doing something. Whether yes. it's tutoring, babysitting, author, um, just all kinds of things. Right. But not everybody is ready for like the Black Expo. Or maybe they've never really um, they do it like as people ask, but they've mm-hmm. never really tried to make it official. And a first good step would be like a vendor at a small scale event. Sure. So everybody that I knew that and I'm a pusher too. You, I know my friends so Don't let yeah. me find out if you tell me you've been thinking about doing something, or interested in doing something. I am. A, I push people. You, that's me too. <laughs> you, you're, a, you're a coach. <laughs> yeah. You coaching them in like,
1: yeah. hey, no. we gonna get in the game. We yeah. gonna do this. <laughs> so if you
2: told me, I invited them. Hey, you know, come get a table. And for my guests, instead of getting me a birthday gift, I just want them all to walk around the room and check out everybody's table. And I actually cool. did an incentive where they had to initial for every table they went to and mm-hmm. if they filled their car... They got um, a drawing for a gift from me, even though it was oh, my birthday. That's good, so that's it was kind of like my mini Black Expo at my birthday party. That's,
1: that's that, was, very, that was very creative. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was creative take. Like, wow. <laughs> well, you're yeah. in the arts, my
2: brain's y'all, always, y'all mind always. <laughs> must just, you know,
0: go to extra levels. <laughs>
2: I want to do that again. Actually,
0: let us yeah. know because you definitely need to connect. Yes. Uh, you know, we're only oh man, February be a year for us. Oh wow, so that's actually, amazing. You yeah.
2: guys are killing it already. So yeah.
1: February. I got a, a question um for you and it is about children. How mm-hmm. what in your opinion how you how you think we can get our kids in to appreciate the local arts more?
2: I would say by encouraging them whether it's parents or teachers, you know, their relatives to get more in the arts themselves or even giving them an environment at home. Mm-hmm. Like when we were growing up, we would like <laughs> We would put on, like, mini performances for, like, my aunts and uncles and parents, <laughs> and we would, like, go in the room, and we would, like, put a routine together, and then we would run out and do it, and they would, like, give us, like, dollars. That sounds bad, but... No, no, um, it's,
0: no it's funny <laughs> you said that, because, like, you take me back to, like, my Virginia days, so, like, <laughs> my sisters and I used to do that, so I would yes. play the drums. They're probably going kill me for this. Uh-oh. And they would write songs and make them up and sing, and we would actually record on the uh, answering machine oh yes that's (laughs) amazing my friends friends came home we had like a whole production going on yes
3: so
2: So, yeah just like encouraging them to do that and then also um you know doing your research and seeing what there's a lot of um local playwrights and event production companies that are putting on like junior versions like for instance sharon seed academy just put on lion king jr and there's a lot of um Mm -hmm. of the playhouses around town that are even whether it's during the Excuse me, during the summer, Mm -hmm. um, they'll put on like a a kids' art camp. Um, And so that's another area I think that's untapped, like a lot of only the kids that parents are in the arts know about it right. or you know they're there so they bring their kid along too but don't be afraid to you know step out of your comfort zone for an area that you don't know anything about yes. and just you know see if that's something that you're getting interested in the arts brings a lot of discipline to children because we have to um, you know go to rehearsals we have to be on time mm-hmm. we have to you know practice whatever it is that we do and that's why you'll find a lot of kids in the arts you know they have great memories and it can apply to how well they do in school because having to remember like a five minute dance routine that has different move every count. Like you have to have good capacity to do that. Mm -hmm. And so it develops and makes you like a more intelligent person.
1: And I'm glad you say that about the intelligence. Um, I did some research myself. It's a it's an article that was published in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Miguel University.
2: Okay.
1: They found out that uh, early music lessons b- boost brain development. I believe it. It, founds, it says just um, a uh, quote real quick. Montreal researchers found that music lessons before age seven create stronger connections in the brain. And when you you know you just said that verbatim, you didn't even know I, I researched no. that and. It's so true that some type of I was I took my son to my um, my uh, his granddad my dad's church a couple of weeks ago, and they had a mime like the the mime.
2: Yeah,
1: I love mimes. Mimes in in church. So he never he never seen he never seen that before Uh because I'm not into that. He don't come across you know like everyday stuff like that, and he, he seen the guys with the stuff on their face. He like, Dad, what's that? And it's like mine, and the guy, you know, this was at the uh, service. He talked to him or whatever, and it just sparked an interest in him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, next time they have something, mm-hmm. I told my dad let let me know. I I want to take him to see the show and everything. Yeah. So it the research the research is there. It, it shows that it boosts the the children. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if they don't take a liking to it later dawn, down in life, right. but just the introduction it, yeah. introducing. And, uh, to this. because so some kids
2: yeah. feel like all they can do you know is sports or science you know because i think a lot of parents they don't want them to be like a starving artist or you know they don't want them to like oh well i'm not gonna work a job because then i won't be able to go to these auditions and um, but you you can make a living on the arts you have to be smart about it of course mm-hmm. i i tell people go to college and minor in accounting Because you can work an accounting job, build up that savings account, put some in investments,
3: (laughs) then work (laughs) part-time, and then
2: work the other part of the time, taking dance classes and going to auditions. Because I swear, all of my friends that are accountants, shout out to all my finance and accounting major friends, they're like killing it at life now. And I was like, I wish I would have majored in that. Because also, when you're an accountant, you're better with your money. And we all could do better with it.
1: Um yeah. do you think there are here locally, do you think there are enough programs available for kids in the black community?
2: I would never say yes to that because I always feel like there can be more.
3: Sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say compared to when I was growing up, it's a lot more opportunities out there because of programs like team up with community and schools because yes. they have like the art section of that. Also cathedral arts programs and a lot of schools now that aren't even, we only had like the magnet. Like if you wanted to dance in public school, you had to go to Landon. It yeah. wasn't, but now a lot of middle schools and high schools are also having dance programs because it used to just be choir yeah. and band. It is. And that was,
1: yeah, because, um, you know that what's that group that come on TV? They girl all girls dance and they like made a video out of Mississippi.
2: Oh, bring it! Bring it!
1: Yeah, exactly. Dancing and, dolls. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of those. like Oh yeah, a lot of the major A lot of and they kind of separating themselves from the school because mm-hmm. I know public school and and, and yeah, certain stuff is yeah, yeah a little controversial. They kind of stuff, but they they bringing in like. Shows, I guess yeah. it's a... Uh, um, they are.
2: Know, it, that's uh, definitely growing.
1: That's very growing. And the
2: kids love it. You yeah, know?
1: they do love it. My, my wife had me watching it. I'm like, dang. <laughs> they <laughs> did, and yeah. I yeah.
2: think they're coming back, but they did come um, earlier this year yeah. um, and did the show. So, yeah, with things like that, it's definitely more than it used to be, but there could always, always be, be more. Because you be don't want to make it hard for... Parents that they have to travel to a certain side of town exactly. to get some type of arts training, mm-hmm. it should be everywhere, it's, you know. Yeah. I, agree.
1: I agree, I agree. Yeah, it should be like you say, you come out the house, hey, it should be a studio mm-hmm. somewhere within the radius of where you live.
0: That yeah, way. yeah. Um, next question um, We talk about how you're always trying to like better yourself, your business, things of that nature. What drives you to be better than yesterday?
2: Oh, I don't want to let God down. Mm. he's been very kind to me and brought me through a lot and spared my life Mm. and opened doors and forgiven me and restored me and I just, I don't want it to be a waste, you know, like he brought me all through all that to just kind of sit on my butt, you know, like (laughs) let me let me show that, hey appreciate that let me show you how I do so that's the biggest thing the other thing what drives me is I know that I have it in me to be successful like Mm -hmm. I know all the tools are there sometimes you know I stray off track and I'm not as driven as in other seasons but I know that it's in there so I have to activate it and I I want to be able to retire my parents with my skill set yes you know, they already retire and have a pension, but they still work. You know, I want I don't have any children, but I would love to be able to set up a trust fund for my nieces and my nephew and just turn everything inside of me into something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think a little pride drives me, too, because... Mm-hmm. When you're a validator, people have such high hopes for you, and it's like all those brains, and you couldn't even become successful at something like, <laughs>
3: yeah. like that
2: would not be good, you know. So it's just a, it's tough sometimes taking the entrepreneur route because you know I could have went to school to be a doctor or be a pharmacist, or because my major was biology, you know. Um, so Looking I could have, yeah, I could have done the corporate route, and I do it now, but it's more so as a means to. Um, to, to fund, to dry, to fund yeah. my dream.
3: Yeah. But, you know, I
2: couldn't be not killing it so. in the corporate world right now. Yeah. Um, but, but I learned a long that? time ago not to run from God because <laughs> you're yeah. you not going to get too far. So it's it's not for the faint at heart. But um, the businesses that we work for now was somebody taking a risk. Somebody had to be an entrepreneur yeah. at some point. Exactly. You know?
1: And, you know, I appreciate uh, people like you because... You know, it's this falsehood, this falsehood narrative that's that's out here that, you know, f- you know, people look at success as what type of, you know, car you drive or what type of job you have. Mm-hmm. And you are a creator. You right. see what I'm saying? And then, like you said, you know, you was victorious So it's all these expectations mm-hmm. that other folks put on you. Right. But you, you yeah. know what you want to do and what God planned was for your life yeah. and um, I really appreciate you you know doing that because it, like you said it's a challenge you got a hundred people saying hey you should be doing this mm-hmm. you know this is the path and God's like nah you over here supposed yeah. to be yeah. doing this and having that discovery of the arts in college is like you know I really appreciate that because a lot of people feel like that's not success because you went a different direction than what everybody else thinks. It's definitely definitely.
2: not for the faint of heart. But I also, for people that get discouraged like sometimes I do, I read so many autobiographies of successful people and my story looks like theirs. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not what people want to make you think that you know, they were making all this money and had $60,000 saved. It was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job and start a business, and then it was successful, and they got the return on their investment in the first year. There's so many people that are successful now that, like, their first five businesses they tried to start just tanked, you know, or their family was, like, having to starve because they were trying to keep a restaurant afloat. Like, that is... The uh, rule it's, The exception is where somebody has this smooth journey You know, majored in business Opened up a business yeah. And then they were like killing it immediately dollars from dad. <laughs> I wanted to say that <laughs> So I'm glad that you said that You know, so don't be fooled By what it looks like Most, you know, whether it's the Tyler Perry's The Oprah's, you know Even the authors wrote their books That are making them millions now When they were homeless and out of a car
3: yes.
1: Um,
2: yeah Cuba Gooding Jr. went for the audition for... What was the movie? His first one where it's like, show me the money...
1: Oh, oh Jerry Maguire He was
2: homeless When he booked to that audition He was uh, in his car If you watch his um, Inside the Actor studio He shares that So that lets me know Okay yeah Some risk of all Sometimes I'm going to Fall flat on my face I'm going to be out here Broke Needing to borrow money From a friend Because maybe this money I invested did And go well They might look at me crazy Because they're like Okay well why don't you Just drop that And work on this But it's about finding That balance between Responsibility and risk Right mm-hmm. um, And it ends up Being worth it you just have to be willing to wait it out, and that's the hard part—is yeah. waiting it out for things to, to kind of take you know, off,
1: materialize. Yeah. What and, and with that, what's because you're a creator? Mm-hmm. What's your definition of success to you as a creator? You see what I'm saying? You create yeah. platforms, you're creating this. What's your definition of success?
2: My definition of success—it started out being money. I will, you know, because you come from a, a logical background, and it's like dollars and cents you know, it's not all these feelings, it's you know, at the end of the day, one plus one equals two. If it doesn't, then you're doing something wrong. Um, hmm. And you'll kind of like doubt yourself. and like, okay, this isn't making as much money yet as I thought, so that means I need to drop it now and mm-hmm. go do something that makes me money, makes me money, makes me money. That is not always the definition of success because you can no, be making true. money Actually, and not helping fault. people.
1: My, my wife is a social worker and a counselor, and she tells me, she said, that false narrative that yes. the, the media puts in people have mm-hmm. of, money brings happiness and joy and it actually right. doesn't you know a lot of I, I see it in the medical field yeah. you know because you got all these rich people mm-hmm. dying on oxygen and, and their they, money
2: can't buy family took the, the money healing. and left
1: them there alone body the, and just mm-hmm. me and them in the house you know yeah you know so that's that's very true
2: so it used yeah. to be that when i was thinking about my science brain but the more i've developed and embraced this creator side of me um, my definition of success now is is progress, is mm. growth, and is execution. Just mm. the ability to be able to take an idea from in your brain mm-hmm. to on paper to it to be an actual live breathing thing in fruition is success
3: it is. because
2: you made something happen. You brought something to life. You made moves. Um, and checking anything off of our list as far as our mission and our vision, if I'm actually... Meaning the mission, Mm -hmm. you know. I do believe if you stay at it and stay consistent. You know, God will bless you that it can pay your bills. It may not even be the way that you expect, but just by you doing your thing and somebody's watching and says, hey, I love what you're doing. How can I help? Send me your business plan. So always have your business plan ready in case you get that (laughs) call. Okay. (laughs) Um, but even like people that are on social media or people like Issa Rae and um, Tadric Hall, they were just doing what they love and putting out content, you know. And people saw they were consistently putting it out, and that they were good, so they kept following and watching it. And now they're on HBO. Now yeah, they're Issa on TV. Rae was uh, doing a
1: YouTube channel. Yeah, she her. was doing that YouTube. That was crazy. And
3: heard.
2: she was not making any money doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she made money to be able to produce it, but she wasn't making a living off of it. But it was still successful because she made some great content. Yeah. You know, so definitely execution, I would say, is it's a sign
0: of success. You said something key about consistency. I think in everything you do, um, you know, you may not get the followers right away, but if you're consistent, the right people will come along Mm -hmm. and support you to give you that boost that you need. Absolutely. So that's very key. Consistency and success go hand in hand.
2: Another good example of that. And I, I just love giving examples of people that, um, but people know. But Kevin Hart, he was doing stand up for 19 years yeah, yeah, before he what, got to where he is now. Yeah, what yeah. if he would have stopped in the 16th year and wasn't consistent with it? Like yes, you right. can rewrite your whole life the wrong way if you stop in the middle of it. You know, so. We got
1: one of our own comedians here, Lil Duval. Yeah, I, I, I love what he does. I watch his his whole career grow yes. to where it is. So you rush the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. and yep. You know. So what? um what goals do you set for yourself personally and professionally? I know sometimes that can mix
3: yeah.
1: your personal goals for with sure. your professional. You know, they can be your professional and your personal mm-hmm. and your personal. And your pro- so what goals do you set for yourself? Do you do it uh, by year or, you know, I know the arts is is just very different. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, about a book all the time. Right. <laughs> it's <laughs> what, where opportunity comes and you just, you know, flow with it sometimes for the artists and stuff.
2: Yes. Uh, They do mix sometimes. Um, Personally, I would say right now, I definitely made a change to um, look more at myself personally. I was, in the last few years, I would be honest and say neglecting myself. Because you get Mm -hmm. so into your passion Mm -hmm. that it's like, well, when's the last time you went to the doctor? (laughs) When's the last time you went to the dentist? When's the last time, you know... Because you put it off and say, oh, well, once I get this popping or, you know, once I throw the money into this and then that takes off, then I can take that and do what I need to over here. So um, my goals um, personally right now are to um, make sure I'm doing the best that I can with my health and with my personal finances. I want to become debt free. Um, I want to build up my savings account to a much higher place than it is now so that I can have that balance. And Mm -hmm. I can have that room to fly because I know that I have a good foundation. So I am making sure I do a better job of taking care of myself. Take
1: care of yourself.
2: Got to because it will come back later and you think you're killing it with your your professional goals. And then you have to like everything has to halt because... Hey, life over here. You haven't been <laughs> taking care of me, so now yep. you have to suffer. Um, so, that definitely. Um, I'd also like to go back to school to get a fine okay. arts degree and minor in business because I do have some other business ideas outside of the arts, a couple of inventions spinning around in my head. Oh, and okay. I do believe knowledge is power. It is. So, <laughs>
1: we, get inventions out. we yeah. need that. <laughs> we, we need that. Our community needs
2: that. Yeah, yeah so um, that's definitely. Uh, personal, professionally um, I would love to start a dance company one day, oh, cool. um, I've kind of soft launched one now, but it's in the very early stages, um, I was telling some people um, dancing for God is not something that's seen as a full time profession Right.
3: Mm-hmm. if you want
2: to sing for God for a career you can if you want to preach for God for a career you can if you want to be a Christian author, but if there's some little girl, little boy that grows up and says I want to dance for God for a living there really isn't anything wow. in place for that you're right. And I, I want to do something about, about that. that. You
1: you're right. You don't you don't come across that platform mm-hmm. a lot. I would like uh, to have a
2: touring Christian dance
1: company. Wow, that that that's that's dope, right? And then people can like like I said, if an artist want to book the company, mm-hmm. they can you know book them. That's, yeah. you know what. Because right
2: mean. now there's um, praise dancers that are educated in you know the history of praise dance and how to empower people through mm-hmm. praise dance but they more so go around to conferences and teach other praise dance yeah. ministries but there's not anything like you know touring and it's strictly you know dancing for God so. right it's
1: not I don't think I remember that me I never heard of that right. Tiffany Wright. this is her idea <laughs> anybody steal ideas. it we, we have a they steal it they're not gonna do it the way God showed me <laughs> know, but they right? can, they can <laughs> have awesome. it and I'll do mine right, the way God showed that me is, that is dope. Um, that's
2: dope And then the only other thing professionally, I would love if within the next four years I could be a full-time entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. would be great, and I want to have launched another location of Performing Arts Link Up that supports a local talent in another city that isn't New York or LA, like maybe an Orlando location or an Atlanta location. We oh, need to I
0: link her up with Orlando, man. <laughs> yeah, we got, <laughs> we got, a, we got a team oh, in be Orlando. Great. I yeah. feel like
2: it would do. It would serve that market yeah, we really it. well. It For will.
1: Me. It definitely yeah. will.
2: I think they would love Weekend and 60 down in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, a version yeah. of it down there. Yeah, it were, yeah, so, it yeah, yeah.
1: We'll, we'll put you. Let's collaborate on that. Yeah. yeah, we got some brothers down there that's real good dudes down and there. And they know a lot of contacts. Exactly. So, then, oh, yeah. cool. Right from radio yeah. to like yeah, the to media, events. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be UCF, great. so yeah. We got you. <laughs> yeah, we got
0: you on that, that would be <laughs> great. Awesome.
1: Right. We got yeah, some.
2: that's pretty much it.
3: Cool.
2: Oh, and I'm starting a blog, and I would really like that to grow.
3: Because
2: yeah. I have a lot to say, knowledge to share. I'm kind of funny in a laugh at me, not laugh with me kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's
1: Man, cool. you got a lot, of, got a lot of going on.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good Hence enough. to making sure I take care of myself yeah, first. Take, <laughs> please take care of yourself because we
1: need all that knowledge and stuff <laughs> to s- surface into the communities, into the world and everything. Yes. So Definitely. We need that all
3: out. So,
0: yep. so uh, you mentioned earlier that you know when you're going through things a lot, when you're like in third, fourth, fifth grade, or whatever, you listen to a lot of music.
2: Mm-hmm. With
0: well, everything that you know right now, what would you go back and tell that young Tiffany that's going through?
2: Ooh, honey. I would first tell her that you're gonna go through a lot of stuff, but that you're gonna be okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That God's gonna use it all. He's gonna use every single piece of it, and that it's you're not going through it because you're not a good Christian or because He's mad at you. It's just the story He's choosing to tell with your life, and we. He needs us all to be examples of what kind of god he is some of our lives show him as a provider Mm -hmm. some show him as a keeper some of our lives show him as a restorer and your life just so happens to be the one that he shows as um a healer and heal all your pain i would tell her money should matter more to you than travel that would be what i would tell (laughs) the college tiffany (laughs) you know because you have two jobs and you're like oh road trip let's go here let's go there So um, treat your savings account like your most important bill yeah, so that when definitely. life does Pay happen, first. because it yeah. will, you won't be looking crazy like yeah. I did many times. And <laughs> third, I would tell her that love is a two-way, unconditional street. Don't spend so much time trying to prove you know how to give it and that you're worth it that you don't even notice you're not receiving it.
1: Mm, that's deep. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's so what I would do. That's you. for somebody. Yeah, that's for somebody. I'd be quiet on that
3: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a
0: hush <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> what Hey, what brother? <laughs> I <know>. up? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's <laughs> oh, getting hot in here. <laughs> 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 <It's a fan>. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this segment called a Story Mode, where we're gonna throw out some, uh, you know, a few nouns, verbs, whatever. And we want you to give us a little quick story about, okay. you know, what we throw to That's you. Nice. <laughs> so the first one I have is Englewood High School, Englewood.
2: Oh, quick story, marching band. Okay.
1: okay. Friday
2: nights before the game. Okay. Oh wait. Friday night say. lights. <laughs> um. Let's just say we would get very rambunctious in the band room. And when the director would leave out the room, it would just be
1: <laughs> control chaos. Yes,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> we're we're freestyling, we're dancing, we're acting grown, we're getting cropped before we go out for the game. And my best high school memories are with the marching band. For sure. All right, awesome. All right. All right.
1: So, okay, UNF.
2: UNF.
1: That's University of North Florida. For those out of town.
2: Ospreys. <laughs> UNF memories. I would have to I would have to give it to YVOG, um Young Vessels of God it was a campus ministry out there. And just the time we spent after we would usually meet on Tuesdays and the time we would spend afterwards just kind of fellowshipping, acting a fool, eating and we would end up being there till like 1 or 2 in the morning way after Bible study was over just yeah. just chilling. That
0: was a long time ago because I remember I used to come to YBOG sometimes. It was like 2001 yeah. to
2: like 2008. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Good times. Yes. Uh, what about Delta, Sigma, Theta? Uh-oh.
2: My sorrows. Is that a Delta? That is too many <laughs> memories right there. I would probably say the best memory was... Um, when we were initiated, because our line was historic in that it was the first time that the Edward Waters chapter, Omicron Beta, the UNF chapter, Sigma Alpha, and the JU chapter, rho Omega, all pledged as one. Oh,
3: okay. So,
2: because of that, we probated three times at three different schools. It oh. was the longest day of <laughs> our life. But after wow. that, we felt like we could handle anything. He Shout lot. out to yeah. Danger Zone. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
1: nice. never seen, never seen. <laughs> All right. Buzz ma- Magazine. Mm-hmm. What's, what's, what do you think about that?
2: They've been really kind to me. Um, I will have to say, and I don't mean this like in a bad way, but truth is truth. I think a lot of um, media outlets maybe haven't embraced us like I thought. And I wanted to use those media outlets to tell the rest of Jacksonville about what we offer to artists and what we offered to event to, um, art events lovers. Sure. And I was told that they kind of didn't know what to do with us because we're seen as a news source ourselves for arts news or like a blogger and so they weren't really sure what to do with us. Oh, okay. So certain outlets I haven't got to utilize, but Buzz Magazine and um, BuzzFeed They have always um, been very kind as far as sharing any information we have. They were the first magazine here locally that ever interviewed me. And also, um, when I did the Arts with a Heart event, Mm -hmm. they did a um, video interview. So, I love Buzz Magazine.
0: That's cool. What about uh, Folio Weekly?
2: Folio Weekly. I have a mentor named Clarissa Bags, and she does an article for them. Okay. And um, she wrote one about our company through Folio. I love Folio, too, because they're probably the one other source that um, does shine light on smaller level events, not just the yes, big arena so. events. Mm-hmm. Um they're all they've always been there. They do more so bands than anything, a lot of indie bands and things like that. But they're they're a good resource too. I like Folia. J Box. The J Box Okay, so I shouted out Megamon earlier and the um dancer choreographer from that, Sam Hills the third, he now has his own studio, which I love because um I think it's great because he's a young black male Mm -hmm. and he has his own studio Mm -hmm. and he's using it to, you know, give scholarships to kids for dance, to teach adults to dance. And there's not a lot of dance studios that have consistent adult classes. So for the people that feel like it's too late, but they have a love for dance, um, that's somewhere that they can go. And uh, we we work together. I host their events. I take classes there. So J-Box is cool. Somebody keep your eye on. Nice.
0: Okay. What about your most uh, craziest or stressful event that you've had?
2: Mm. Craziest, most stressful. It would probably be Hmm. Well does it have to be an event I produced or that I was part of, or does it matter?
0: It doesn't matter, whatever you wanna.
2: One Spark for sure. One Spark. I did one spark. Oh you
0: did one spark?
2: Um twenty fifteen? Was it 2015? I did one part 2015, and I had no clue what I was doing. Nobody did. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know how to react. What is this? Yeah. But one it was beautiful. Funny, yeah. We they had speakers there, um, other um, like startup owners that have you know found success, and mm. some of those stories I shared with y'all, like how they were saying it was such a like they had a little chart they put up like the life of a, um, a entrepreneur. It was like.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I was like Oh that looks like my life so, um,
2: Yeah it was crazy Because it was like a festival But it was also like You know a convention Meets an expo yeah. And just trying to navigate Being at my space So people could vote for me While I was at work and then learning about the other companies out there and supporting them as well. And it was also the week of my Deltaversary for Delta. So oh. it was
3: nuts. <laughs>
0: wow. You That's completely crazy.
3: nuts. That's I still cool. know how
2: to
0: do it. Well, thank you for <laughs> participating in the Story Mode. At this time, you want to go ahead and give out your social media info to everybody who's listening.
2: Yes. Yeah, how we
0: get in touch with Miss Tiffany Wright.
2: Shout out to me. <laughs> So, my personal is Miss Devoted Tiff. That's M-S-D-E-V-O-T-E-D-T-I-F-F. That's for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, not on Snap, but maybe
1: one the young, day. The young kids
3: are Snap. <laughs> yeah. I I
2: snap. So. Um, for business... Um, At Performing Arts, link up on all the social media platforms. And for my dance company, Devoted Dance Company, um, it's at Devoted Dance. So hit me up. I'm usually a good responder because I can be a social media addict. So, yeah, (laughs) hit me up.
1: Yeah, please, uh, if you're looking for something to do for the weekend, take your lady out, uh, go out on date, check her weekend in sixty.
2: Please yes. check that out. Because we are the plug. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah she, don't, she
1: the local plug. Find, and is not expensive. So uh, if, you, if, you, if you're looking to you know take your lady out of something uh, quite inexpensive, that is very helpful, very useful.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and before we end the podcast, I just want to ask you a little question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had to build a bridge between failure and success, what would you name that bridge?
2: Diligence.
0: Hmm.
2: That's the only difference, and I would also, as a honorable mention, patience. Mm-hmm. Because what makes you a failure is if you stay where the failure was, and you'll never cross the bridge over to the success if you don't take uh, what do they say. You take failure um, as the building blocks of success. Exactly. Like, learn from it. Make the tweak you need to make. Make the adjustment. Get the knowledge and try again and eventually you'll figure it out
0: yep and it's true because when you when you grasp that concept of understanding that failure is not to bring you down but to build you up Mm -hmm. you go a lot further than you think you you would
2: every failure you have is you are smarter because now you know one more thing not to do and you know one more thing that doesn't work so then you just know you by process of elimination if nothing else eventually you'll figure out what you should do
1: well, thank you, Miss Tiffany Wright, thank for, you for blessing us with this black girl magic today. Appreciate it. <laughs> it was fun. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Tiffany Wright. Bye,
2: guys.